What is up, everyone? Welcome to Musings of Madman. Uh, this is a segment inside of the Vanguard project uh, that's more of a recap of lessons learned from friends along the way, updates, and uh, all the things outside the mic that I feel like sharing with you all. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Everly Stock. Everly Stock manufactures a variety of outdoor equipment ranging from uh, range bags, EDC packs, load-bearing frames to a sweet lineup of technical gear. Uh, I encourage you all to visit their website, everlystock.com, uh, or give them a call and let them know that I sent you. Today's episode is uh, is going to be a wicked one, uh, pretty focused uh, on the total archery challenge experience. Um I had, excuse me, I had last weekend, and um, I wasn't able to record in advance, so here I am Friday morning, ready to roll, coffee in hand, uh, ready to get after it. So uh, this is this is round two of me trying to record. Uh, I totally, it's so funny, because I'll, I'll start talking, and 20 minutes in, I'm like, this sounds like shit. So let's, uh, let's chat, a little bit free flow, and we're going to have some fun with it. So the total archery challenge, for those of you that don't know, um, really what it is, is it's a, it's a big event that is designed to test you as a, as an archery shoot or as an archer, archery shooter, archer, both. And, um, the way that it's set up is you can register for a couple different courses, right? You can shoot the whole weekend. You can shoot one day. You can shoot them multiple times in one day. And, um, you've got different courses that you can go select ranging from, you know, beginner to, you know, really advanced. So beginner being like, you know, nothing outside of 40 yards to, you know, super advanced being up to like a hundred and I think it was like 120 yards. Needless to say, I did not shoot 120 yards. Um, I was definitely that idiot that lost an arrow on the um, practice range. So um, I actually registered for the Yeti course, which um, little did I know, and I'm going to cover this because it plays very heavily into how my weekend went, um, was the hardest course there was from what I've heard. And I did not know that, and I'm not just saying that because it was freaking tough. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that later. But the way that the archery shoots work, right, is you can shoot competitive competitively if you want, so you can keep score. Um, and you've got you know different uh, rings on the the foamies that you've got to uh, to keep score. So you know you've got like a and I didn't keep score, so I really don't know. But you've got you know an 8, 10, 12 ring, I think is what it is. And so if anybody's listening and you can correct me, but I didn't keep score. I was out there really to, uh, to just practice shooting and seeing uh, if I, how, how much I could learn and how much I didn't know. And there's, there's plenty. Um, and so, uh, where did I, where was I going with that? Um, yeah, that's how it works. And then you've got just different courses that you can walk and go shoot. So you've got anywhere from, you know, 15 to 25 targets or whatever it is. And, uh, you shoot throughout the day, you have fun, um, you take turns shooting and, uh, you keep score if you want to, and they've got just ranging, um, altitude changes. So, or angle changes. So you can be shooting, you know, maybe a, uh, a down 30 angle to an up 40 angle. Um, that really does change the geometries for how, uh, how to keep on target. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to cover my tack or my, my Yeti, my Yeti experience here in a little bit. But when I first got into park city, um, so I'm on a budget, right? Like I think everybody is. And so, um, I couldn't afford a park city hotel, you know, Park City is very fancy. So for those of you that don't know, Park City is very much a, a ski resort town. So it's very, very fancy, very pretty. It's beautiful, honestly. And uh, they've got some very high-end um, hotels there. And so I, I registered, or I registered, I stayed for 
three nights, Friday night, Saturday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. Yep. At a, at a hostel. Uh, I registered to, God, why do I want to say register? I, I say, I stayed at a hostel for three nights and I have never stayed in a hostel before. So hostels are like, it's like a dorm room. Honest to God, that's totally what it is. And I ended up staying in, I paid a little bit extra to get an individual room, um, which no shit was a fucking jail cell. It was hilarious because for all intents and purposes, we're in the middle of the building. There are no windows, right? There's no AC other than whatever the, the building has. So you're kind of at the mercy of everything in the building. And uh, you have um, individual showers that you can go use where, you know, you lock the door and it's a bathroom. So you go lock the bathroom door and whatnot. And uh, I'm such, I don't know. Okay. This, it, let me know if you guys do stuff like this too, because it might make me feel better as a human being. But like, I would go into the bathroom and I'd grab two towels and I would lay one towel out on the bench. That was kind of like my sacrificial towel. And then I would have my, I would put another, like I'd have my towel and my clean clothes that I would set on top of it. So nothing else I had to touch. And, uh, you know, I'd shower and whatnot, get out and be, be good to go. But it was really funny because the first night I got there, um, you know, I was laying down and stuff and this lady is in the room next to me, just ripping this guy a new one. Like, I don't know. She was on the phone and just like laying waste to this dude. Just like you fucking called like four times in two hours. God damn it. Fucking like whatever. You're a horrible human being. Don't call me again. Like, and I was like, well, this is the experience that I paid for. So here we go. And then it was really funny because Thursday night I heard like some random laugh when I was like, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I woke up, I had heartburn, which I'll tell you about here again, here in a minute, but I had heartburn. And so I walked over to, um, seven 11 and, uh, there was this lady and I could have been the cleaning lady listening to like comedy for all I know, but I was on my way out and I heard one like, ha laugh. And I was like, I'm fucking, I, you know, it's like that meme where it's like, <laughs> I'm in danger. That's exactly what I was, I was like. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So, um, but the hostel was pretty cool. It was actually really nice. It got a lot of really good reviews, which honestly is why I stayed there, but it, uh, it was pretty cool. So, uh, I definitely would do it again. Um, I would much rather prefer having kind of an individual like room shower bathroom thing, but it was good. It was fun. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of things learned. I'm a, I'm a germaphobe. Like I don't like other people touching shit and I don't like being in a space where, you know, other people. Yeah. So it pushed me a little bit. There was a bit of a lesson in patience on that one. Um, but my Yeti experience, the Yeti, the Yeti experience was a lot of fun. So, um, my knock time was at noon and, uh, which I kind of wish that I would have done it a little bit earlier in the day because it got, it got a little toasty. And so again, you know, the way that, the way that uh, park city that had it set up is you ride a gondola from, um, the parking lot all the way up to the village. And you've got your vendor village up there where, you know, you've got the Everly stock booth, Montana knife company, um, black rifle, um, you know, the Sitka and all of these other different companies that are up there too, that you can go kind of engage with and buy stuff and whatnot. And then you ride another gondola up to the top of the mountain. And at the top of the mountain is where all of the courses start. And so the Yeti course, I started at noon, I jumped in with um, a group of people that I didn't know. And so there was a guy that was like a purple belt in jujitsu, um, a dad and his two boys, and just a couple other people that I ended up, you know, coming down with, um, the, coming down the mountain with. And um, and, uh, as we started going, it was really funny because I was not prepared for how 
difficult the terrain was going to be. And not that it was like, oh, my God, I have to get out, like, my sissy sticks and, you know, scramble up it. But there was a couple points where, you know, you were – it was all – it was interesting because you would hike basically along a, a mountain biking trail for a little bit. You would shoot your target. You would hike down like kind of bushwhack to your target. And then you would bushwhack to another target that you would shoot, hike down to that. And then you would hike back up to the mountain bike trail, basically. And there was a couple points on the mountain bike trail that were like almost vertical, it felt like. So you kind of have to scramble down a little bit um, to get to your next target. And uh, I was, it was interesting because it was a lot of fun. They changed the uh, the angles quite a bit. So you would shoot up, you know, maybe 30 degrees, down 20 degrees. Um, and then on average, I think our shots were right about 40 yards. And the longest we had, I think, was right around 71 yards. And I did okay. Um, I don't have a 70-yard pin, so I kind of struggled with those. Um, I lost, I think I lost one arrow on the course itself but then i know that i missed maybe three or four targets total um so it was definitely a learning experience um i, I learned a little bit more about um, the single pin um, roller sights um with the sight tape and everything because i have a five pin fixed sight and so for me i had quite a bit of holdovers that i had to go do in, in guesswork and so it was very challenging relative to the guys that i was shooting with and so I definitely left feeling like, man, I want a better bow. Because <laughs> I just bought one off, you know, in a ready-to-hunt package that I upgraded stabilizer and sights to. Um, but, like, you know, having something more consistent and quieter and maybe a little bit uh, a little bit faster I think would have been nice. Um, but it was a fun experience because um, as we got down the mountain, you know, we ended up, like, I definitely felt like I had blisters coming in. Cause we were hiking and I did, I, cause I've just got my Solomon hiking boots and over the past couple of months I've realized like, you know, having more stiff boots for me will be just kind of the bee's knees as I, as I continue down the war path of hunting. And, uh, so we get down and, uh, we didn't finish. We didn't, I, I didn't finish the course. I know a couple of the guys on my squad did. I caught up with at least one of them later and uh, I didn't, I didn't finish because I didn't have time. We, we started at noon and by the time four o'clock hit, I was like, okay, like I'm out of water. Right. And I need to get going cause I have class at six. So, uh, me and the dad and his two boys ended up hiking down the mountain and we found this fire road or this fire. Yeah. It was a fire road that, um, we, we thought was going to take us back down to the village but um as we get going uh it ends up being gated off and so we're like okay we've made it like really far away from the trail and we literally we're behind a subdivision so just uh just in front of us is um like god probably the nicest subdivision i think i've ever seen right like these houses are easily like two million dollars if not more, honestly, I don't know. I'm not a realtor. I have no fucking clue. And so we ended up flagging this dude down who's in his living room to ask if we could hop his fence because literally all we need to do, we just need to get to the road in front of his house. And so we ended up flagging this dude down and he lets us hop his fence and climb, climb his, <laughs> climb his fence and go through his backyard. Um, and it's like, it's just a three rail, like a three rail, like pick, like three rail fence and the backyards aren't manicured. You know, it's all kind of the high desert sagebrushy stuff. And so we ended up hopping the fence and, 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 uh, walk into his front yard. And it was super funny because like, it's just, you know, four of us, um, walking through like, uh, you know, oh, super sweaty camoed out. I, 
not camo. I don't think any of us had camo. But, you know, super sweaty, carrying bows, looking like we just got the shit kicked out. Which we did. Got the shit kicked out of us. And uh, walking through this, like, $2 million house neighborhood. And you could tell that as we were walking by, people were looking. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? So that was pretty funny. But ended up making it back to the vendor village. Um, sat down and hung out for a little bit. Kind of recovered. And it was funny because my buddies were looking at me. And they're like, you look like shit. And I was like, yeah. I was not prepared for like how intense that was going to be, you know? And like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily a wuss when it comes to hiking. Cause I love, you know, hiking and, and I've backpacked a little bit. And so it's like this, it, it just was a different type of experience. And so I ended up getting down to my truck, go to the gas station. I got, I'm a child. I got an ice cream cone and an Oreo ice cream cone. Cause it was fucking awesome. And uh, some Gatorade. So I got high. I tried to get my electrolytes back and I know this about myself because if I push myself too hard throughout the day and it's weird because like, you know, like I said, I, I felt like I had planned ahead enough for my, um, you know, my course. Like I, I treated it like I was going to go scouting, right? Like I had a bunch of water and I had snacks and I figured that I was good to go. Right. Well, I ran out of water and I ran out of my fuel sticks. And so I started to get like the pressure in the back of my head, you know, like at the base of your neck, kind of like a migraine, but I never got the migraine sensation. So I stopped at the, the gas station, you know, got my Gatorade, sucked that down, ate my ice cream. And I had to go about 30 minutes outside of town to go to Heber City for um, a, uh, a fieldcraft survival course with Eastman's um on western big game hunting and so i get to heber and i go to panda express because panda is my favorite and grab some food and they didn't give me any silverware which is really funny so i was like sitting in the parking lot of fieldcraft like like a fucking savage just smashing food into my face and uh and so i had like four minutes before the class started so i'm like 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 literally wolfing down food and so um, I get inside, say hi to a couple people, you know, use the head really quick and uh, go pick a seat, say hi to a bunch more people and uh, sit down for this field craft survival course, which is just so cool. So it was it was hosted, hosted at Fieldcraft, um, but ran by Eastman's. And so it was a Western big game hunting um, class. And it was really, really, really interesting. So Dan Bacar and Brian Barney were kind of the new, the two, uh, main people talking about it. And, uh, it was really interesting because I know that I've talked about this probably more than you guys care to hear, but I am a new hunter. So I'm, I'm very much a sponge for all of these experienced people. And so listening to Brian and Dan talk was very interesting because one thing that I did not realize or didn't know was how well um, an elk could pinpoint a call. Um, I didn't realize that they could identify exactly where it came from. So like if you're sitting out there calling, right, you want to hide behind something that will obscure their view when they first, you know, come to your direction because they know exactly where the call is coming from. Now I'm aware of like when it comes to archery hunting, cause they're both very big archer or bow hunters. Um, that you do need to set up like a shooting lane and a place that you can, you know, be obscured from sight. 
but it, it kind of clicked with me this weekend where um, when you're calling them in, you do need to call like maybe not away from you, but call in a way that when they start to come your direction, that um, they're going to come either in front of you, facing you, but when they make it to your line of sight, um, they're not necessarily going to get spooked by seeing you because they're expecting, you know, a cow or a calf or whatever. Um, so that was, that was something that I took away that was pretty interesting. I took a bunch of notes just kind of listening to them. Um, and they're just super cool. Their, their presentation skills were like on par because you're sitting there and it was like, they didn't skip a beat. They walked through everything. They answered a lot of really good questions. And, um, it was really cool too, because Scott, um, uh, Reekers got up and was talking about, um, tag hub and I've heard about tag hub. Um, and I had no experience with it until this week. So part of, you know, the package was you got a subscription to tag hub and I made a quick video, uh, yesterday on Instagram about what it is, but tag hub is more like a statistically driven model for, um, really selecting and, and kind of determining what units you want to hunt in a particular state. So you can do, you can select whether or not you're a resident, a non-resident. You can choose um, the type of species you're hunting, the sex that you're going to be hunting, whether or not you got a controlled hunt or just an over-the-counter or over the counter hunt. Um, and then also what is really neat, and I'm really excited to kind of drill down and kind of determine how it's calculated because I'm a nerd. I love data. I'm a data guy. Um, but they've got different ways of determining how much pressure a unit is going to face, be facing, um, like human pressure, how many people are going to be there, um, the success rate. Um, there was another one that I saw. I can't remember. It's just really neat because they've got like probably, I don't know, 15 different calculations you can go look at. Um, oh, another one was like how difficult the terrain was going to be. So I'm excited to dig into it a little bit more. Just wanted to share with you guys that that was something that I started to play with, um, this week. And uh, I'm excited because again, new hunter, I've got to figure out all the, I like playing with different tools to figure out what's going to work for me as I continue down the rabbit hole of, of hunting because there's so many ways that you can make it happen. Right. I mean, you cannot pass up how important boots on the ground is, which like I love because I love being outside and away from things. Um, but it's also a lot of fun when you start pairing boots on the ground with geo mapping. So like on X and Google earth, and then this new tool for me, right. With tag hub and being able to be like, okay, great. You know, do all of these things stack up in a way that I can make an informed decision on the, the hunt that I, or the, the unit that I want to go hunt, you know? So I'm pretty excited to see uh, what, what I can't glean out of that over the next couple of weeks. Um, but as the course went on, you know, I, I definitely started to feel pretty gassed. Um, I knew that that Thursday, because that was, uh, Thursday was the day that I did, um, my Yeti course and then also took the, the Eastman's class. And I knew that I would be pushing myself, um, just because that's a lot of activity for me in one day. Right. And, uh, you know, you hike really, I think we hiked six miles total was my guess. Um, out in the sun, ran out of water, electrolytes are gone, you know, barely able, was able to wolf down some food, um, before my class, sit through this class, trying to focus and, and like learn as much as I can. So, you know, 80, 90% of the way through, I'm just starting to get like the pressure continue to build up in the back of my neck where I'm just like, I don't feel good. Like I knew, I knew that this was going to be tough. Right. So I'm not like mad about it, but man, fuck, I don't feel, I don't feel super good. And so I ended up excusing myself to go to the restroom and I didn't hold my panda down very long. 
And when I got out, the guy that was working the retail store, John at Fieldcraft was like, are you doing okay, man? He's like, you don't, you don't look so hot. And I was like, you know, man, I don't, I don't feel super good. Like, you know, I feel like it's a migraine coming on, you know, it's got all the tell, tall tale signs of a migraine. And, you know, I knew it would be a really tough day for me because I did all these things. And uh, he was like, well, he's like, do you need anything? He's like, I've got water. I've got these electrolyte packets. I've got a kind bar. And I was like, honestly, man, like I, I would, I would take whatever you've got at this point, you know? And he was like, all right, well, hold on. So he like fixes it all up for me. And he was just such a hero, right? Like this guy just got me all squared away. And so I went back in and sat down and um, you know, made it through the rest of the course and ended up kind of taking off because I just, you know, was not feeling good. And uh, it sucked because like, I was really looking forward to it. Like I was super excited, but I was at the point where it was like, dude, I like can't see straight, you know, I just am not feeling spectacular. So ended up making it back to the hostel and crashing. And, um, I had a buddy stay with me. So Chris, shout out to you too, because he bought me uh, some Excedrin and stuff, but it was really weird because like I talked to Eric about it and I never got like a headache, but I had all of the same sensations as a migraine, you know, like migraines, like you get the pressure build up and you can't quite see straight. You end up, you know, not holding your lunch down and all this other stuff. And, you know, like light hurts and whatnot. Actually, I don't think the light ever hurt, but it was dark anyways. Um, and, uh, I, we Googled it later cause I was really curious and I'm like, Hey, I'm curious, you know, like what it was. I think it was just heat exhaustion, probably with a little bit of, uh, dehydration. So if you're going to go to a, uh, attack event, my best advice, um, one, take a lot more water than you think you need. Probably take some electrolytes with you too. Take a shitload of snacks because like the Yeti course was 25 targets and I only got 18 done before I ran out, before I ran out of time. Um, and uh, wear pants because you're, if you're going to do some of them, you're going to be bushwhacking. And there was one kid that was wearing shorts and I was like, I do not want to be you right now. So, um, but it was a really fun course, um, both Yeti, but in the class, the master class, the Western big game class was super cool, just a huge, huge learning experience. So I'm really excited to you know, find another one in the area and see, uh, see if maybe I can't learn some more because like I said, I'm a sponge. So, uh, if any of you know of any good master class or, or Western big hunt, uh, Western big game classes to go to, um, please send them my way because, uh, I, uh, I've got, I've got my redneck Ritz, you know, my camper shell. So I will go, I will have, I will drive my happy ass just about anywhere to sleep for a night and learn some stuff. So, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to move on into, uh, to something I've got maybe, uh, maybe a little bit more outside my comfort zone. So hold on, I'm going to grab a drink. Okay. So, um, I, I, I am definitely a talker. Uh, my wife can absolutely attest to this. Um, but I am learning kind of as I get older, I'm not necessarily phenomenal at uh, small talk. I, I like sitting down and kind of engaging with people on maybe a little bit more beneficial level, I guess, or deep level. Um, like I think that I've annoyed people because when I sit down and, you know, they want to talk to me, I kind of go down into the weeds about like, oh, here's what I did and here's what I learned and this is this other thing. And people, you know, maybe are like, oh, that's cool. Okay, great. And, uh, and so this weekend, it was a, it was definitely a learning experience on a couple different, a couple different levels. And I'm going to use Brandon Lilly's plus one, because I definitely banked a few things on, 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 uh, stepping outside my comfort zone. Um, the first one obviously would be staying in a hostel because, um, you know, scary movies, hostel. I don't think I've ever seen that one, but regardless, um, germs, uh, the next one would be, I'm not, uh, 
you know, on this, on the level of small talk, I'm not very good at introducing myself to people, um, like walking up and selling myself. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I can obviously, I'm fine, like engaging with people, you know, I, I have an interview podcast, um, but walking up to somebody and saying, Hey, you know, my name is Austin. Um, somebody that like in person, right? Like it's different over an email or a direct message. Right. But walking up to somebody and saying, Hey, you know, my name is Austin. I run this podcast. This is what I do. And, and doing it very concisely in a way that people are like, Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. You know, it was very different for me. Like I've never, I've never really done that in person. And so it was definitely a lesson in, I guess really honestly just stepping outside my comfort zone and learning on the fly because I didn't really have like a plan necessarily to do any of these things or like, or like how to go do them. And so it was really, it was really cool to walk up and be like, you know, there, I met some really awesome people that, that I do have the chance to interview down the road too on the podcast. Um, but it was just, it was just fun because I, I had one guy that I introduced myself to who was like, tell me your story. And I was like, Oh God, how do I answer this? Because you know, these people are high caliber people, right? Like people that are high up on the totem pole relative to me, you know? And so it was, uh, when he asked me that, I was like, Oh fuck, how do I answer this? And like, like two sentences or less, you know, to make it sound like, you know, I'm actually doing something cool. And, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty neat. Definitely a lesson learned in, in engaging with people that I, that I don't know in person, because again, I've never done that. So, uh, I felt, I felt pretty, pretty happy about that because by the time I got home, um, you know, I had stepped out of my comfort zone the entire weekend, right? Never done an archery shoot, you know, never done, um, never stayed in a hotel or a, a hostel, a hotel, a hostel, and, uh, never sold myself, you know, never sold my podcast because, you know, if I, when I look at my podcast, it's definitely like my baby, right? Like I work hard on this thing. And so walking up and having to like pitch it to people was, was really unique, but, um, it was definitely a great experience overall. Um, I want to, I want to shout out to Brady too, because, uh, we talked about the podcast a little bit and, uh, he was definitely suggesting to me that I start, um, uh, that I share a little bit more of uh, my story. So I know that I've talked a little bit about, um, you know, my anxiety and kind of the tools that I've got to share. So I think next week and kind of depending on how this week and everything goes, um, I might start sharing a little bit more about that. Um, I'm definitely coming into my own on sharing. So it might take a little bit of, of time to, to break that down a little bit more. Um, but just that way uh, you guys kind of understand, you know, when I start relating to some of the audience, as far as tools and stuff in my belt, uh, my tool belt, you, you know where I'm coming from. And so I feel like that that's an important thing to do. Uh, that again, will be outside my comfort zone. Um, I'm good at sharing that on an individual level. Um, but recording it for an audience, I think is, is definitely a little bit different. So, um, stay tuned for stuff like that, but I want to, uh, to give the announcement on who, uh, who won the little sticker pack giveaway. So I did, I got a couple, uh, only a handful of entries. I did my random generator yesterday and, uh, that would be Ms. Alexis. So Alexis, I know you will be, uh, well, you're actually a friend for people that aren't listening. So I will, uh, I'll bring those this weekend when, when, when we see you and I'll hand them off to you. Um, but otherwise you guys, that's all I've got for today. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty concise. I, well, uh, it's really not that concise. Uh, I definitely was a squirrel this morning. Um, but otherwise, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, Eric and I are finally celebrating our wedding because we got married in 
November, and with freaking COVID, uh, we had to delay our reception. So uh, we'll be having some fun this weekend with some family and friends. Um, but otherwise, you all have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we will catch you next time.